Uptown, I put a bus down. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to the Podium Podcast, episode 74. I'm back. Sorry for my week missing, but I'm back now. We're going to talk a lot of Meek Mill today. Um, We're going to talk some Grammy talk. We're going to talk some Nicki Minaj again, even though I vowed not to talk about her. We're going to talk about her for a minute. We're going to talk about how J. Cole got, got fucking jerked. And um, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of other shit. Welcome back. I'm happy to be back. Episode 74. Been a long way. We soon approaching 100. You know? 100 soon come. Try to get that done live. We on it. Um, firstly, I want to congratulate Meek Mill for having a number one album in the country. 229,000 first week. That is beautiful. Also, a little baby salute to him. He did like 90. That was big. Shit is looking good right now. Meek is like uh, this generation's hove, man. I'm going to say that, and I'm going to stand on it. Because the shit he talking to young niggas is the shit hove was talking to us when we was young niggas. So salute to Meek for standing up for more than a Rolex. He a whole different nigga now. This ain't... <laughs> mm. It's game time now. We can't play with niggas no more. He's not. He's doing shit a lot of rappers can't do. And that is give game without sounding like an old nigga. Actually sound like one of the niggas that you be with that got sense first. There always no nigga that got smart that smartened up first from the group. And they trying to tell niggas about their credit. Yo, bro, take care of your credit. Like, shut the fuck up, nigga. We 18. Come out some fucking credit. Meet the nigga that's gonna have a crib at 26. <laughs> Paid for. That's how he dropped a foreign. We, we ain't listen. We was stupid. We was out there fucking buying Pradas and shit. I think every nigga my age fucked their credit up with Prada. Some bullshit. First credit card niggas got, they went and bought some designer shit. <laughs> Remember that? Limit 500. Oh, I'm going to the Prada store. Dumbass. But yes. Be back. It's a lot of shit to talk about. I actually wrote topics down this week, so. Let's get into this. Um, firstly, I wanted to talk about Meek. That's salute to Meek. You know, go back to that. Secondly, uh, let me just get this out of the way now. Meek's freestyle on Flex. Wow. Wow. Impressive. Very impressive. Um, I'm pretty sure by now you've all heard it. I'm not going to play it. I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm like, I'm a week late. So, you know, I'm just catching up right now. Anyway, I want to talk about Flex eating dick. Fuck Master Flex. I'm sick of this nigga. Sick of Flex. So disrespectful. Meek Mill comes up there and says, now that I'm cool with Meek, with Drake, you gonna leave Drake alone? And he said, oh, if you, if you, if you want me to, yeah, I, I. Flex, you gotta stop eating penis, man. You gotta stop. Like, you did it for Nikki. You did it for Nikki, like you ate penis for Nikki, and now you going back. Like, stop talking shit about people just to go back on what you said. Like, you was going at Drake really, really, really aggressively, my nigga. Like, like personally, and he was doing it for Meek. So now that Meek said we good, and you gonna leave it alone, nigga? What? So, <laughs> yo, you gotta stop eating penis for Drake. Drake is never coming up there again. You talked about his his BlackBerry freestyle. He's not coming to Hot 97. He's not coming to no radio. 
Because all y'all fucking play y'all dick riding. Y'all just, you know, the flex especially. Dick eating. What's wrong with that, man? Flex gotta be 60 years old. Ugh. Come on. Yeah, you gotta get these old niggas out the way, bro. Let, let, let young child run Hot 97 for a little while or something. Like, come on. Get these old niggas out the way. A lot of, it's a lot of young DJs that can have that spot and Flex just there. In the fucking way with this dick-eating ass. Stop eating dick, Flex. Serious. Out of this old head, man. Hating on... Hate, no, not him. That was Ebro that hated on 6ix9ine. Ebro hated on 6ix9ine. And you got this, this dick-eating nigga just hating on Drake. Come on. Like, son. Come on. You know this rap shit be, be fickle. Now Meek and Drake be texting. That shit was real gay when Meek was doing all that, too. We talking on the phone every day. I'm like, what you talking to Drake about every day? Oh, you got me with that. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't still talking about that beef. That shit was three years ago. I don't, I don't buy that. And then they only do one record? To only do one song? Listen, Meek, if you let Drake keep the hottest record y'all did together, I'm upset. But the song y'all got on the album is cool. But I've had, y'all, y'all heard better from Meek and Drake together. So, whatever. Well, that's Flex and Stop Dick Heat. Um, what else? What else is going on? Uh, King of R&B Talk. Let's break this down for a minute. Now, Jacquees, up and coming young nigga, most notably viral for uh, taking LMA's record and doing it better than her, and then to have the song just removed from everything. Um, most people know Jacquees because of that, and um, he had a couple records before. Nothing too big, you know, chart topping. He had a couple street records that was good. Uh, this nigga came out and said he's the king of R&B, and. Listen, you got to applaud that young man's confidence. You know what I'm saying? With T, I said he was the king of the South. Niggas laughed at him, too. Well, who's the king now? So, so don't, it's not, oh, that's the wrong button. Don't hate on the young nigga for wanting that spot. Because if you look right now, it's wide open. You can't name who's the number one R&B nigga right now. So he's very smart. Now, if you was asking me, R&B niggas, number one, I would say Tory Lanez because he's most relevant at the moment. Tory got a hot album. Tory do R&B, and he rap, but he do mostly R&B to me. In my opinion, he's more of a singer than a rapper because he do more singing than anything. All his hit records are singing records. He don't have no hits from rapping, so he's a singer to me. Um, you know, you could say Chris Brown, but right now Chris Brown's chilling. He just came off Tory, dropped 45 songs. He's chilling. But I don't think Chris Brown ever really wanted the top spot because he's who he is. Like, Chris Brown, you don't even got to mention, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's Chris Brown, dog. That's like Michael Jackson. You don't even, them, you don't even count them niggas. Um, Trey Song has been quiet up until lately. He dropped his little double double mixtape project or whatever the fuck that is. But nah, Trey was the king for a little while when he was doing um, you know, when he cut his hair and all that shit and was naked on the album cover. He was the man around that. And he was running it. But if you go do King overall, ever like all time King R and B, well, people don't like to say it, but it's R Kelly. Regardless of all the fuck shit, the nigga music is untouchable, and you got to give him that respect. Because the music is untouchable. You can't, regardless of what Michael Jackson might have done in his lifetime, if people hated on him for, it's Michael Jackson. That nigga made Thriller. He moonwalked. Like, you, you touched the kid. It's like, you sound like, all right, you touched the kid and shit, but damn, I love that, that off the wall album. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, what you gonna do? Step in the love, love, and love. Ah, step in the name of love, come on at the barbecue. Niggas is dancing. I don't even fuck about none of that shit. Okay? If you having sex and your body's calling me home, hold on. Matter of fact, y'all niggas not gonna disrespect the aura. Because even though I don't agree with his lifestyle, 
his music is untouchable, bro. And I'm gonna have to remind niggas. I, I think people forget how iconic this man is. You're not gonna just sit here and disrespect all this nigga shit, all the shit he done did. You can't discredit that, man. Hold on. Because fuck all that. He made, he made this, bro. You may not believe I can fly, my nigga. Like, you watch Space Jam because of that movie. Don't even fucking lie. Give it a buck. You thought you could dunk after this movie. You thought you could dunk. <laughs> when you saw this music at the end of Space Jam, nigga. I'm hot eating Doritos, I'm sorry. I smoked earlier to go to sleep and I'm still hot. Woke up hot shit. But listen, don't disrespect my nigga off. Don't do it. Come on now. We're not violating this. We're not violating this. No. We're not violating. I'm sorry, I'm eating it all in the, all in the um, eating all in the mic. Come on, man. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Stop playing. This shit come on when you in the middle of getting some cheese, you gonna turn it over to R. Kelly? Or you gonna start throwing your dick a little better, nigga? Pause. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. King R&B. Y'all not gonna disrespect the King R&B. Come on, man. Come on, man. I don't give a fuck what y'all talk about. King R&B. Until y'all little young niggas can top this, don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. This is for y'all. Hold on. My mind's telling me no. Bruh. Mind you, these songs are over 20 years old, man. Come on, man. Your mom's got was giving deep throat for this in the 90s, my nigga. Yes, nigga, I said it. My mom's too. Your mom's was a ghetto gagger when this came out. Ghetto gag with me. Your pops had your mom's upside down in the bed with dick balls deep. Keep it a stack because of Kells, nigga. You got siblings. <laughs> you got siblings because of all Kelly. I dare you disrespect the king. Come on. Your mom will get killed to this. Oh, come on, son. You don't got these. I mean, I'm, I'm, this is just the hit record, too. This is just the shit niggas know. But listen, I'ma need fucking what's his name to chill. Jay Holiday, you gotta stop, my nigga. You have to relax. You're gonna have to find somewhere to chill. We haven't seen Jay Holiday in years. You had one fucking song. Where do you get off? Hey, listen up, man. This Who is the from fuck? one R&B singer to the rest of y'all motherfuckers, man. Listen here. And this is some real shit from my heart. Look at this dumb nigga. That shit, that bullshit that man said. There's three kings 
of R&B. This nigga, the first one sold 20 million on his first album. Bobby. I'm not valet, baby. Not with a Gucci jacket on. I'm not valet, baby. Gucci jacket. Don't nobody give a fuck the about your. The second king of R&B. It's from Chicago. You talking about R. Kelly right there? And the third one is from Tappahannock. I'm Marcus Brown or R. T. Pain. Four five right here. I don't even know who that nigga is behind him. Nervity. I don't know who the fuck that was behind him, but he can... Jay Holiday, you getting the fucking tough. You're bugging out. Don't you ever speak again. Don't you ever speak again. On God. Don't speak no more, my nigga. Please. Don't nobody... Ain't nobody he went viral because he sound retarded. You, you go go viral for sounding stupid and being dead ass. Being dead ass and sounding absolutely ridiculous will make you go viral now. Nobody... They will promote the shit out of you. Don't make sense. If you ever make sense, they're not going to show you no love. You got to sound stupid like him. That's the only way. The only way. Now, he said, first king on B, so 20 million. I believe he was talking about Bobby. Now, that's before my time. I can't talk on that man, but from what I've heard and what I know, yeah, Bobby was that nigga. Bobby was the king. Bobby was the man. So we going to agree with that, too. And then he said, Tappahannock, I believe that is Chris Brown. Okay, I, I'm not mad at that. Bobby, R. Kelly, and Chris Brown, Kings R.B., that's cool. I, I can rock with that. But if you go to talk right now, who's hot? Tory Lane. Tory Lane, Tory Lane, Tory Lane. And, I mean, Jacquees, I don't know. I don't know. He dropped the tape a while ago that was trash. So, are we really go do that? We're not gonna do that. Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj is posting this mysterious man on Instagram. Here's my theory on that. Cardi and Offset are getting a divorce, correct? Allegedly. They breaking up. Cardi announced it, so it's happening. Allegedly. I, mean, I don't think she's doing it, but whatever. All of a sudden, Nikki has some new nigga while she's on vacation on her birthday. It look, every, every picture looks forced. Every picture looks forced. Like, all of a sudden, you popped up with some new nigga around your birthday. You want to start posting something? Look like a street nigga to me, too. I don't know this man. <clears throat> Nikki said they offered him 10 bands for an interview. And um, he ain't doing it. I guess she paid enough. Um... Nikki, Nikki, you need to focus. We need her off Instagram, and we need her back in the studio. We need you to stop the shenanigans. You got zero Grammy nominations, okay? That wasn't on. That was an accident. The album was trash. I, I said it when it came out that it was decent. In the last, Cardi's up for Grammys. He's up for album of the year, potentially. Hip-hop album of the year. Many songs are nominated, Grammy nominated. I like that and all that. She got nominated with um, Maroon 5. Carl going to win a lot. And also, Kendrick. Who's my nigga Kendrick? They got a soundtrack of album of the year for Black Panther. That is impressive, man. That's impressive. And if he get that award, he is Drake's kryptonite. 
Because he's been taking Grammys from Drake for the last three years. So, I'm going to see. I'm going to see. But Nikki, back to her. She got to chill. She posted a picture that says they want to talk about something. Took her comments on. They want something to talk about. Let's give them something to talk about. And turns her comments off. Now, you've got to understand, people, that is not by accident. To turn your comments off on a post, you have to choose that. That's not accidentally. She did that shit on purpose. So when I'm talking, don't let's think I'm making shit up. This bitch is crazy. She wants the spotlight bad. Nikki don't even care about the music working. She wants the spotlight. She wants to be number one. She wants to be the focus. And she can't handle not being the focus anymore. And it's showing. The fame has gotten to her. Mm. And then you look look around her. You see Meek doing songs with Cardi, Meek doing songs with Drake. You don't see Drake give Nikki no repost for her album. No shout outs. I heard he unfollowed her the other day. That's interesting. Um, probably because that dusty nigga she with. But um I don't know, man. We're watching this uh, we're watching the sink. The ship sail, the ship ship sink. We are watching it in front of our eyes in living color, and y'all not paying attention to it. I don't think it's normal behavior. It ain't. What else we got on the on the list? Triple S dropped the album called Skins. That's the piece to X. Um. It was cool. You could tell it's not finished. But um, he sounded like he had some shit on it that he was working on that was going to be good. Well, um, Kanye got a verse on it that's pretty interesting. Um, Yeah. Um, Maybe 20 minutes in now. Oh, Little Baby album. Fire. Salute Little Baby. It's fire. 21 Savage should come out next week, I believe. No. Is it the 21st? Ain't that some shit? Yeah, next, next Friday. So salute 21 Savage for dropping his album on the 21st. <laughs> Word. Do I still have that drop? Uh-uh. I don't. Got that one, though. Straight up. Uh, now let's talk Grammy talk. Grammys. They're getting better. They're getting better at this uh this Grammy board with the nominations and everything. So I'm gonna I gave my uh Grammy selections on Facebook. I'm gonna read it off that. Let's let me find it here. Oh shit. Bear with me. Bear with, oh damn, I went back way too far. There we go. Grammy picks. All righty. Now, album of the year. I picked Drake because Travis Scott is not nominated in that, uh, in that category. So I got Drake winning with Scorpion for uh, album of the year. Damn, that's album of the year, not hip-hop album. Overall album. Nicki is also in that category and Post Malone. So salute to them. Post Malone could easily win that Grammy too, so don't, don't sleep. Record of the year. I got Kendrick and SZA with all of the stars. You know, that's from the, you know, that's the main song from the Black Panther uh, soundtrack. That's a big record. Big, I mean, you know what? Let me remind y'all of these records while I'm telling them so y'all can understand what's nominated. 
So I'm going to play all of the stars for y'all. Y'all understand what's nominated. This is the song that's nominated. Yeah. Pretty sure y'all know this one. Motherfucker. This song is nominated for Record of the Year. And um, also Post Malone Rockstar is also nominated. A lot of people forgot that record. This is also nominated. People might say, that song is mad old. It made the Grammy cutoff, so. Let me not put them on Pope Alone, though, because I took my shit down before. But this song was nominated for a Grammy as well. That's another old song that's going against Kendrick. And then we got Cardi B. It's also nominated. So I wouldn't be mad if um if any one of these songs won, personally. This is a big record for Cardi too. Make you tight she ain't get this record break. It's a big record right there, Cardi. So that's the three songs I, I that's in the running. But um I'm gonna go with Kendrick and Scissor. And then uh Song of the Year, I got booed up for LMA. I don't have to play that. Everybody knows that record. If she does not win that, I really would be shocked. I would be shocked if she didn't win that. Uh, best R&B album, I have her winning that. Um, Janelle Monae is also up for um, album of the year, too. That's a big salute to her. Uh, producer of the year, I got Boy Wonder. And this is over Pharrell, Kanye West, and a few others. But Boy Wonder did a lot of producing on Drake's album, on uh, on a whole lot of shit. He did a whole lot of shit. Uh, best New Artist, I have her again. Best Army Performance, I have her. Best Part featuring Daniel Caesar. Big Tune. Not going to play it, but do look it up. Her, Daniel Caesar. Best Part, big record. Um, best R&B Song, I got LMA booed up again. Best rap performance, Travis Scott's Sickle Mode. Straight up. Are you Are dumb? There's no song bigger than that this year. Are you dumb? No song. No song bigger than that than, 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 than Sickle Mode. No song. Not one. You can't name it. Kiki Challenge, nah. I know Drake is on it, but it's Travis's fucking record. So there's no way Travis don't get that. If he don't, I, I, if he don't get that and Post Malone get it, I get it. But that Post Malone record was not fucking with Sickle Mode, bro. Not at all. Not at all. Best rap sung performance. Post Malone Rockstar 21. See, now I give it that one. I give him it there. Best rap sung performance. But as far as best rap performance, nah. Best rap song, Sickle Mode Travis Scott. Now look, these categories are very similar, but they're different at the same time. Best rap album. Best rap album. Now look who's in the running for best rap album. You got Pusha T Daytona. You got Nipsey Hustle, um, Victory Lap. You got Travis Scott, Astro World. You got Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy. You got Drake, Scorpion, and Post Malone, Beer Bongs, and Bentleys. Those are the fucking nominees for Best Rap Album. Of course, I have Travis Scott. Straight up. 
I feel Astro World was the best album all year. A lot of people aren't gonna like agree with that. They're gonna say it was Nipsey. They're gonna say it was Pusher. They're gonna say it was it was Drake. Cool. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but the numbers don't lie, and neither does the music. Listen to Astro World and tell me that's not the best music you heard all year. I know a lot of niggas don't really know Travis like that. They're not fans. I've never heard one song. Go listen. It's not just your fault. You behind, nigga. You are you not with the wave. Sometimes your favorite artist is not the one not the popping artist. People be so biased, like, nah, Travis Scott track. No, no, don't you fucking dare say he's dragged because you don't listen to him. Who the fuck are you? Who are you? People gotta stop that shit. Because you don't like him, don't mean a whole lot of niggas don't listen. You see a whole lot of niggas with Astro World shirts out here. A whole lot of niggas with baby blue forces. A whole lot of niggas with grills on the air force. Oh yeah. Don't play yourself. Straight up. That's my pick for the Grammys. The ones I care about, the awards I care about. It's mad awards. They got awards for fucking country music, pop music, all kind of other shit. Artists I never heard of, but they up for Grammys. Mm-hmm. All I hope is that they actually televise all the black artists written in Grammys. I want to see Travis and Kendrick on that stage all night. That's it. That's it. And J. Cole didn't get one nomination either for the Grammy board. For that, I gotta throw y'all in the top. How does J. Cole get nothing? How? Not one? For nothing? Not for rap album? Not for song? He didn't get any nominations for anything. J. Cole is not some, some normal... J. Cole's a huge megastar. Now, maybe because he avoids the fame... They don't look at him and recognize him, but the music is incredible. And I don't think it's fair that a rapper with that much success and that big of a fan base gets snubbed that way. This is not the first time it's happened. I think the last time he was even nominated was Forest Hill Drive. That was like four years ago, bro. It's it's fucked up. I know Cole probably don't give a fuck. He don't like care about the Grammys. But Come on, man. Kanye West also didn't get no nomination. Fuck Kanye. Only album that got recognized was Pushers. And that's, that's, that's a given. Pushers should be recognized. I'm so happy Nipsey got that nomination, though. Because he deserved it. Now, I know Nipsey's album dropped in January. A lot of people forget about that. Dropped in January. So, through the course of a year, You'll forget it. That kind of happened with Rick Ross last year where he dropped his album in January, like well, maybe January, February, or March, something like that, early in the year. People forgot about it toward the end. And it didn't get any nominations and people didn't even care. Like, oh, Rick Ross ain't getting nothing. It was like, whatever. But with Nipsey, we, we had it from day one, that album dropped. It was like, yo, this is Grammy nomination worthy. It's just too good. Um, But yeah, that's uh, that's the Grammy segment there. Now, let's talk about me for a minute. I feel like low-key That's what people listen for To get in my fucking business Um, But anyway, here it is Um, Last episode Last episode I've said I said some shit That uh, Didn't sit well With the particular person That I was talking to And they no longer talk So There's that That happened in my life But I stand on everything I say on this podcast 
I'm not up here lying. I'm not up here just talking shit for y'all entertainment. This is real shit. This is me. I think this is why people connect with the show because of my honesty. So I'm being honest. I'll always be that way. And, I, and um, you know, I didn't mean to. Not even I didn't mean to. Cause I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't think my words would carry that kind of weight with that person. Now, for what what was said exactly, I was not. I wasn't. I wasn't told. I was like, well, what did I say? And I was told it doesn't matter. I was like, okay. And uh, you know, that was that. So that's in the tub there, that situation there. But, you know, when God closes the door, he leaves the window open. So I got a situation bubbling. Hmm. Your boy's going to be off that market soon. Don't even trip. I'm telling you. Yeah. If it goes the way it should, I, I expect it to, there's going to be a lot of people upset with me. And that's fine. I don't live my life to please everybody else i live my life for my happiness and uh you know it's never about you it's always about me that's just life um i've been working my new job salute to my new job too salute to my new job um been working my new job I'm a, I'm a month in next week i'll get my second check drop a bomb for that Oh, next week, yeah, next week I'll get my second check for new job, so that's a month. We 30 days in, you know what I mean? Start of the week of Thanksgiving, we here till Christmas, we made it. Nigga, we made it. Um, I like the job, love it. Job is super easy, co-workers are cool as hell. The only thing is that getting up early in the morning, man. That, that, boy, I gotta be to work at 5 a.m., y'all. Like I told y'all before, you know, I said it the other week, the trains, it's a different world at 4 a.m. <laughs> but um, I'm getting through it. I get off at 11 every day, which is pretty fucking cool. I ain't gonna lie. It's pretty fucking cool to be home by by 12. It's like you got a half day every day at school or some shit. But, you know, my day goes by so quickly because I'm up so early and I'm, I'm leaving so early as well. So, But um, I love it. The job is cool. I just got to get adjusted to the sleep patterns. And learning to go to bed at an at early, early fucking time. Because if I got to be to work at 5, I got to be up by like 2.33. Because, you know, the trains are trash that early morning. So you got to leave early to be, get somewhere on time. So, But um, overall, like, it's, it's a good look. I like that job a lot. It's cool. Um, As far as my uh person, my, what's going on? My family life, we good. Everything cool. Um, I had a issue with my dad well not really an issue not an issue with my dad I'm not gonna go there but I had my me and my dad had an altercation last week um and this has nothing to do with why I didn't do the show it actually happened <laughs> it actually happened last week Tuesday night time to think of it but this is like way after the time I was supposed to be anyway but yeah my dad um salute to my dad his birthday is Thursday He'll be older. I don't know my father's birth uh, age. I'm sorry. Does that, does that be a bad kid? I don't know my father's age. I don't know my mother's age either, so I don't keep up with shit like that. I need to. I need to, though. But me and my dad had an issue. But not, I don't even want to call it an issue. My dad had a moment, not me. It wasn't really me. I didn't really have a moment. with My father. And I want to share it because I, I've been told before I lack empathy. And I think I finally found it, like, I have it now. 
And it's weird because I didn't even know, like, when I had the empathy, I didn't know it was the time for me to... Let me explain the situation. My dad lost two friends recently, right? Two good friends of his from his childhood. My dad grew up in Brownsville with Tilden Projects, so he keeps in touch with a lot of the people he grew up with in Brownsville. Um, one of his closest, not closest, but one of his very good friends from childhood passed. And it hurt my dad. And, you know, it hurt him. Because me and my brother, you know, we in there chilling, talking, and then we hear my dad on the phone, and he started boo-hooing, like, <laughs> be thinking he, you know, sometimes my father do that, he be playing. He wasn't playing. I think it was tear, crying tears. Like, he was hurt. So be like, oh, shit, I ain't never heard that. I never heard my father cry like that. Never. So to hear that was kind of like, okay, he's human. My father don't show much emotion other than anger, which is, I always found that as a front. Even when I was a kid, I was like, he's not like this. He's not that mean. He's not that angry. He's just upset. My father has a weird temper. And I told him he got to control that shit because he's going to have to give himself a heart attack one day. But, um, to his friends passed and you know as his birthday is approaching and his friend's funeral is on his birthday so all of this is on his mind and it's pissing him off so my dad did laundry the other week and he did mine thanks uh dad for that and you know the laundry cost twelve dollars so now i'm thinking my dad we was joking about it all week i want my twelve dollars i'm like all right tough guy i got you twelve dollars for you don't worry when you have my twelve i need gas <laughs> Like, I, I don't got no cash right now. Oh, man, I got my $12. I'm like, we was doing it all week, back and forth, about $12. So now it comes last week, Tuesday. I'm on the phone. I'm on FaceTime, actually, and I'm talking to somebody. And my father's in his moods where he, you know, old people, they start walking around stomping and huffing, puffing about shit that really ain't nothing. They just, like, they just disgruntled. So he's walking around. Y'all need to start cleaning up up here. Talking about me and my brother. I need to start cleaning up. Time to take care of two grown-ass men. And you, I want my $12. Now, me thinking again, he's joking. I'm on the phone, so I'm thinking he's really joking. I'm on the phone. I'm like, I got you, man. I got your, I got your $12. Don't worry. Got all 12 I should pay you in nickels. Hey, man, listen, I ain't playing right now. I ain't, don't play with me. My father always said that. He always plays like that. Hey, I'm serious, damn it. I ain't playing. I want my $12. He's like, ah. So now, he looks at me and he says, listen, just shut the fuck up. I'm like, whoa, my father don't talk to me like that. What's wrong with him? I'm like, whoa, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? Yeah, sometimes when I tell you shut up, just shut the fuck up and shut up. I'm like, all right, Pop, we're not going to play this game. You're not going to sit here and tell me shut the fuck up, bro. I know you, my father. I'm 33 years old. I don't give a fuck what you're talking about right now. You ain't about to sit here and tell me to shut the fuck up. Like, like I know you, my dad. But that shit runs out, my nigga. It expires. I'm a man. You will respect me as a man. And what I said to him, is, you do know I'm 33 years old, right? I am a grown man. You cannot talk to me that way. He looks at me and says, I can talk to you. I'm the fuck I want. I'm your father and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I understand that. But I respect you as a man. You're going to respect me as a man. You're not going to sit there and tell me, shut the F up. I'm sorry. I'm not going to just let that slide. He gets upset. He gets flustered. He starts to approach me. So I'm looking at him. I'm on the phone still. I'm like, what are you going to do? What am I going to do? He tried to choke me. My father tried to choke me. Now, I know this is misplaced anger. 
And I understand. And the, the funniest shit about it is that I recognize in his eyes, he, was, he didn't mean it. You know how sometimes some people do shit, you can see in their face, they was dead serious. You could see he was like, he was just upset and he just needed something to get that out of him. He was just very mad. And if I was like, damn, well, if he got to sit here and try to choke me to, to make himself feel better or to get this emotion out of his body, maybe I just have to let him. So I just kind of sat back and I let him choke me for a second. I was paused. And he wasn't choking me like to hurt me. It was more just an embrace. And it was just like, all right, D don't have no strength. My father's a whole D. I'm like, get off me, man. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? So now I stand up. You choking me? Listen, I understand your friend passed and you're upset about that. But don't, not, don't take that out on me. You need to learn how to talk about your problems and what you feel. I said this to my father. And he's standing there and he's upset. And he kept, he just kind of kept going because I kept going. And I was trying to understand him better. So I was really like standing there looking at my father like, like, damn, this nigga's really mad. He has so much anger in him and so much hurt from that. And it's, he, don't, he, don't know, know, he don't know how to express it. And my father don't really, he don't really t- talk, have too much deep talks. He kind of just, you kind of never really know what's going on with my dad. If you don't, if he don't tell you, like, he's very private in that regard. Like, hey, what's going on, dad? I'm cool. What's up? He never, like, really tell you, well, this is going on, that's going on. Nah. So I understood. He just overflowed with emotion. Now, and most people be like, oh, my father told me, fuck that. He talked to me like that. He told, he's bugging out. I ain't talking to him no more. It's not about that. It's about being above. And for being from the outside looking in, even when you're in the situation, you got to know how to remove yourself, remove your own personal feelings to understand somebody like, why is he doing this? I didn't even take it personally. I wasn't upset about it. I didn't feel a way. I, me and my dad is still cool to this day. We're fine. And I just kept telling him and reassuring him like, yo, I'm your son. I love you. I don't have no, I don't hate you, nigga. I didn't do it. And if you need to talk and get something off your chest, we here. Me and my brother. You don't have to do that. You don't have to act out with us. We all we got. We your kids. We all you got. We are it. This is it. We are your legacy. Why would you do? Why would you want to push me away? Like if I was, what if I wasn't where I was in my mind? Because I'm in a good place right now. I'm not gonna lie. I'm in a. My, I'm probably in one of the best places I've been in a long time, for real, mentally. So I'm like, you know, why would you want to hurt me? But it wasn't about me, and that's why I remember that. I, I said, damn, this is empathetic. I'm empathizing with him in his situation. I'm not making it about me. I'm not making it about him choking me and me being upset. It's not about me. It's about him. He's going through something. You got to be there. You got to help him and talk. So I just kind of like calmed him down. It's like, listen, I'm your son. I love you. I don't want to hurt you. I don't, you know, you got to calm down. Somebody in the street would kill you if you snap like this. You lose your job. You go to jail. Like you got to really understand what you're doing. You just sat here and choked me because you, because of $12. And it's not even about the $12. It's about you being upset and sad and you don't know how to express it. So, you know, it all fizzled out. He went to the, he went to the, the bed. You know what I'm saying? He sat there on the bed and cried for a little while. Then he came up to me and apologized. And I was like, I, I know. I know you didn't mean it. I know you're sorry. I know, I know that. I, I, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, 
it let me know that I, I'm, I'm a man now. Like, for real. Grown man. My brother, on the other hand, is like, man, Pops would have did that to me. I would have fucked him up. I ain't playing. I ain't never touch me. Fuck that. He tried to choke you? And you let that nigga try to choke I'm like, I didn't let him do anything. It was all about being level-headed in a moment of, of, un, of, of fucking chaos. You know? So, um, I wanted to share that because I don't know if people may be going through that with someone, a family member, a significant other. Um, if they're going through something and you know that, try to be above their actions in the moment of pain and fear. Because I feel like my father's afraid because he's getting older and his friends are dying. And he feels like, oh shit, I'm at that age where when we start dying off. And like, remember the movie Life? Where everybody got old and one by one, they all died. And Eddie Martin was the last two. So he kind of feeling that, like it's survivor's remorse, if you will. And, you know, with stuff like that, you just got to reassure people that they're loved and that, that they're not, they're not um, unappreciated. So to my dad, I want to tell him that, you know, it's cool. We, we good. I mean, we, obviously we good. We, I ain't had no issue. Um, and his birthday is Thursday. Salute to my pops, Mark Sr. Yep. So I wanted to share that to y'all. That's what's going on in my real life. Um, outside of that, man, outside of work and everything else, life shit is cool, man. Work is fun. Even foot action is pretty cool right now. Concords did well. Wasn't surprised. Concords did well. Men's sizes are gone. You can still get kid sizes if you need them for your kids. Just go shop around. They're around. Don't pay resellers no extra money for that shit. I for damn sure made a few dollars off it too. I ain't gonna hold you. Salute to me. Easy's coming out Friday. Frozen yellow. Uh eh. I'm good on Easy, man. I don't want no more of his shoes. I'm cool. I'm cool on him. I'm alright, bro. Spider-Man 1's about to drop. I want to see him in person before I make my decision. So I'm not gonna shit on them. And I'm not gonna say I don't want them until I see them. Because if I see them and I like them, I'm gonna buy them. If I can. Um what else is happening? The other week, I was um talking to someone. And in this conversation, we had a, a conversation about how to close doors of your past. And I told this young lady, like, if you're going to put somebody outside of the door of your life and you really don't want them out there, Leave them on the side. Leave them inside. If you want them outside, lock the door. They should not be able to come back. And I put this on my story earlier. What I mean by lock the door is like, you got to, like, when you done with people, significant other, whoever, somebody used to fuck with, friends, you got to learn how to lock the door. And what I mean by that is you have to completely, completely, completely be done with that situation. There's no way you can grow from a person without moving away from them. If you still talk to your ex on a consistent basis, why? Is it possible for you to really be friends if you were dating for so long? Is it really possible for you to not get emotional or get upset when they have a new person in their life? Are you that cool? Nobody's that fucking cool. Like, now, I'm not gonna lie. 
me and my ex have grown to a point where we're cordial. We've grown to a point where I've seen her boyfriend in in situate in a social gatherings and it was normal. Like I'm an ex, I'm at her event, her boyfriend's there, whatever. As a man, I wouldn't be cool with that. My girl inviting her ex nigga to her event with in front of me. I'm I don't know why is he here, period. Why why do you even have this man's information? Why can this man contact you? You're not locking doors. Your doors are open. When you move on from someone, and I'm learning that now, you gotta lock the door. So from her, I am locking my door. Because to be honest with you, the friendship and everything is cool, but sometimes those random texts of random reminiscences and all that shit, I don't need that shit in my life. I don't need that kind of false parallel, like like wishful thinking. And I don't need the distraction of it. I don't need the the I don't even need any of that on my mind in the in the moment because it keeps you stuck. Shit like that, you're not supposed to have to deal with. So I'm locking that door. That door is going to be locked. Anytime you deal with somebody that's in your past and it was in, in a in a in a place of place of growth, take the lesson and leave. Lock your door. Ladies, that nigga's not your man no more. Y'all not really cool like that. Why can he DM you? Why do you answer? This is what I mean for, for locking the door. Why, if somebody does hit you up and reaches out to you and you respond, you open the door. You've opened the door. If they text you, hey, what's going on? And such and such, they're not even supposed, you're not supposed to give that energy. Just because their door is open don't mean you have to open your Let them knock. Let an ex text me, hey, what's up? They can't, bro. Except that one, but that door is about to be locked. But there's no exes that can reach me. No, two doors I got to lock. But yeah, you lock these doors for for your own clarity. You don't need to know what your ex is doing. You don't need to, they don't need to know what you're doing. You were once lovers, you were once together, and now you are not. You can't fully move on from people if you can still see them. If you can still look at them and reminisce, oh man. I remember such a, it makes you fucking, re- and then women always say, why well, don't niggas come back? Because Instagram. Bitch, we can see you. It was much easier to move on from an ex-girlfriend when you didn't have to see them on the internet. Somebody shout them out for their birthday and they looking fire. Of course you're going to try to find your way to get it. Send a, hell, what's up? How you been? Yeah, nah, we ain't doing that 2019. That shit is over, bro. You kill and she, she ain't vibing no more. Unfollow that. Block that number. You shit, I, I'll even block you on Instagram if I'm done. If I'm done, done, like I don't want to fuck with you, I will block you on my phone. I will block you on Instagram. I have references that will tell you this. It's called locking the door. Now, sometimes people will come through your window. They'll come through your window, bro. They will come through your window. You got to lock your windows too sometimes. People are diligent. Sometimes you got to lock the whole house, put the security shit on. Let the door have been roped in the yard and all that. Lock your shit all the way up. People, you know, exes will pop up at your crib and pop up at your work. You're calling your mother and shit. Like, listen, cut it out. Stop all of this shit. You gotta lock these doors to your past. It's the only way. And I also want to get off my chest too, like this second chance thing I hear about all the time. People was telling me 
I get rid of people too fast. How long are you supposed to let somebody fuck with your piece before you say, fuck this? How long are you supposed to tolerate something you don't really like for the sake of dealing with someone? How long? Is there a time frame of how long you should put up with bullshit? Because with me, I don't, I don't want to deal with any of your bullshit. So if it's, you do it one time, I'm out. And it's nothing wrong. I, that's me. I can do that with my life. I can do whatever the fuck I want. If I don't want to talk to this nigga, this motherfucker no more because she had an attitude and I ain't like it, then guess what? I'm just not talking to you no more. If I felt you was a friend to me, but I found out you was doing funny shit, I'm not going to tell you I'm not fucking with you no more. I'm just going to not fuck with you no more. And when you wonder why, ask yourself. I don't owe you clarity. I don't owe you anything. You would, why do I owe you an explanation when you didn't know, tell me why you was talking shit about me? So what the fuck am I coming to you telling you I'm done with you for? No, you figure it out. Fuck you. Same thing with other people. If I, if I distance myself and I fall back and I don't, I cut you straight off, eat it. It's a part of life. And sometimes people will fall back and cut you off and you got to understand that's them. They, they can do that. Everybody can do whatever the fuck they want to do with themselves. I can do whatever I want with me. So if I don't never want to talk to you again, you can't make me. All your threatening shit, all your, all your, you're making statements and then you take your statements back and then you apologize and then you're not apologizing and then you're mad and you're not mad now you're sad. I could give a fuck. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I only worry about me. Nothing, I, listen, I suggest you find your inner peace and I suggest you find a way to keep yourself grounded. I suggest you find a way to protect yourself from things. I have built a mechanism in my body that protects me from all fuck shit. It's called no bullshit policy. Okay? No bullshit. Straight up. I mean, I'm not tolerating no fuckery. None of it. Not a piece of it. You do something I don't like to the point where I don't like you no more, I'm gone. I'm out. I'm out and I'm gone. I'm not looking back. My doors are locked. Ain't no second chances. Second chance for what? You did it already. That's like if a motherfucker shoots you by accident, you gonna keep chilling with this nigga? You fucking shot me, bro. <laughs> accident or not, you did it. Why was you even in the predicament? Why did you have a gun around me? Why was you playing with that shit, Bobby? No, you cool. I'm good, bro. I'm good on you. You with somebody and they lie to you once, that's all I need. You lied already. You did it one time. I'm not going to let you continue to lie to me. I'm not going to stick around and see if you straighten up. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I don't give a fuck if you straighten up. You did me wrong. Now I'm out. You did something I did not like. I don't have to deal with that. I'm gone. And people say, oh, it's hard. It's not hard. It's hard because you pussy. It's hard because you, your emotions run your life. I don't live off emotion. I live off logic. I tell people that all the time. Two plus two is four. You keep trying to make it five, and it's never going to be five. You keep waiting. You keep holding on and hoping that one day that two turns to a three, and it's just not. It's just not. You have to find that three. You're with a two, and you're looking for five. You're a two. That person's a two. It's always going to be four. Go get that three. Leave that two alone. You're forcing shit. You're fucking wasting your life. You got, you're got you giving yourself up emotionally. You're stressing out over nonsense. I know people that are in full relationships that are miserable. Miserable. How? How are you? In a, are you done? Get out. Get the fuck out of there. And you, uh, man, let me tell you something. 
if I was ever in a relationship where I felt like I don't want to be in it, but I'm staying in it for the other person, you're an idiot. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> fuck how they feel. It ain't about them. They happy long as you there. But you're miserable. So you're going to sit there and be miserable so that other, so you don't hurt that person? They don't give a fuck if they hurt you? Get the fuck out of there, man. Get out. Stop being stupid. Stop being dumb, man. One of my young boys, one of my young boys, um, went through an unfortunate situation with his lady, his ex-lady now, where she was, uh, she was fucking around, you know? And I remember I told him, maybe it had to be summertime, I told him, he kept saying, yo, my girl, she don't want me to do what I do with the resale, and, you know, she's saying that I'm, I'm giving too much time to it, and I'm like, that's how you get your money, right? No, what girl, what woman is telling her man not to get money? You might want to consider think, re- reevaluating that situation. I don't know no woman that's going to not tell their man not, not to get money how he get money. Long, at the end of the day, she ended up cheating on him for like a whole, it was a whole big thing. Had a whole nother nigga. He founds out, he, he leaves, right? And he came up to me the other day and he was like, yo, thank you. I should have listened to you. You was right. And what I told him was, you young. You 20 years old. What you got a girlfriend for? She already telling you don't get no money. That's not, you don't even need, see, you, you don't need a girlfriend at that age. You need to be focusing on you and living your life. Get your money. You get money, get money, my nigga. You young, get money. Fuck that money up. Travel, buy whatever you want. Do you while you got your youth. You in your 20s. You in the prime of your life. This is your time. You wait all your life to be an adult and you throw it away by rushing adulthood. What the fuck would make a person want to be? And I, I, I was there, bro. I was in a relationship from 21 to 26. Half my 20s was in a faithful relationship. Was in a relationship. I wasted half my 20s, man. And now in my 30s, I'm like trying to get some of that, that freedom back. And it's like, I don't even want it now. I'm shit. I'm ready to be, you know what I mean? Booed up. And I might be soon. Like I said. Um... But yeah, I'm, I'm wanting people to understand that you got to do what's best for you. You got to be selfish. Ain't no second chance. I told that nigga too, like, don't go back. Don't don't give her that. And I know, like, a lot of people are fucking acting away because they got caught. Not because what they did. They're not sorry for what they did. They're sorry they got caught. And you just can't, you can't, you can't forgive that. I've done it before and I always regretted Letting that slide because I was I was made to be the fool. But in life, you gotta remember your lessons. Like you can't forget the pain. It's it's painful for a reason. Because when you grow out of it, you're different. It's like a butterfly. Every time you go through a hurtful situation and you come out of it and you realize that I'm okay. Like I went through some shit and I'm okay. That just lets you know that it gets better with age and it gets better with experience. The first time you get cheated on fucking sucks. Hurts like a motherfucker. The second time it happens to you, if it happens to you ever again, it's like, damn, you did it. Damn, you did that shit? That's fucked up. If it ever happens again, it's just like, eh, whatever. I don't even give a fuck, man. You just so numb to shit. Like, you, you go through so much. You learn so much that you kind of know already. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I had a woman now and she was cheating on me, I wouldn't be shocked. 
I wouldn't be like, oh my God, I can't believe. No, no, because life told me don't put nothing past nobody. And anybody will hurt you. Understanding life, anybody, anybody will hurt you. Anybody. Don't ever forget that shit. Because people make selfish decisions sometimes regardless of who they hurt. And you have to be that same way, but and and where you are the victim. And there's no victims. It's never a victim when you put yourself first. You know why? Because at the end of the day, you gotta live with you. So if you wanna break up with somebody and you're afraid of their reaction or you just don't wanna hurt them, you're only hurting yourself. You're only hurting yourself. I know people in situations that they feel like they can't get out of. You have to leave situations like listen. When I was living in Canarsie still, because I, I, I moved to the Stein now, right? When I was living in Canarsie still, I was in a rut. I was in a bad place for a long time. And it was because of my surroundings. My surroundings were negative. My surroundings were low energy. It was very low energy, very, very negative. It was just like bad, all, over, just all around bad, right? So when I got out that surroundings, things started to happen for me. Life started to get better. It's still getting better. Like, I was, y'all remember, y'all remember, I was fucking depressed a couple months, a few months ago. Going through shit with my mom. My grandma was sick. There was a lot of shit on me at the same time. And then now you look months later and everything's getting better. Me and my mom are good again. My grandma's okay. I got a new job. My money's up. You know, I got a little lady situation on the verge. Things are going good right now. And it's all because I weathered the storm and I really, really stayed diligent and not letting myself get too overwhelmed with the anger and the pain and just saying, yo, you can get through this shit if you just stay the course, stay focused. You got to get up out of your spot. Good, go. It's for the better. It will be for the better. Right now, it might not seem like it, but in the long run, It'll be the best thing you did. And only a month in, it was. I had to change my situation, my surroundings. I had to get new energy around me. I had to get around love. Diddy had said some shit. Man, Diddy said some shit earlier. I hope I can find it. But Diddy said some shit. Let me see if he goes on his page. That was super true. I don't know if it's on his page. I don't know who posted that shit. Let's see. Damn, did he only got 12.7 million? That's it? It's fucking puffy. <laughs> How the fuck? Damn. Whatever. Uh. Damn, I don't. I forgot who put that shit up. But Diddy said some real shit. But he said if people, you know, people around you, and they not on what you on, then you gotta get rid of these motherfuckers. You gotta get them out your life. And that was the realest shit he could have said, because it's true. 
even with friends. Sometimes your friends are, are, the, are the poison. And you might look at them like, oh, no, that's my boy. You know, yeah, you think that's your boy. You think he would, you know, be um be real with you and hold you down in the time of need. But you got to understand everybody's not like that. And people got to do what's best for them. And I can understand that because I would do that. I would do what's best for me. So I'm not knocking them. I'm knocking nobody for doing what's best for them. At the same time, if you're going to be a friend, be a friend. You know what I mean? And sometimes those people, that energy that's around you is what it is. It's negative. Because their negative thoughts that you can't hear, those negative feelings they have for you, and then they bring it around you, brings you down. Keeps a cloud over you. Nothing good will come from it. You'll be in a spot that you can't get out of and you don't know why. Why I can't get, why I'm not getting no blessings? Why am I stuck in this spot? What is going on? Why is why? You just ask why so much. And then when you change small things, sometimes you gotta get uncomfortable to become comfortable. Sometimes you gotta put yourself through some shit to just to get to the other side and be like, oh, now I see what all that was about. This is what it was all of that hardship was to get me ready for this, to appreciate it. Now I can appreciate this. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's why college is so dumb. Because they put you through so much stupid shit in college. You got to write these papers, and you got to do these tests, and you got to do these, all this super tough shit. And when you finally finish, it's like, okay, I get it. Now I see why that was this way. It was like a test of your will. Are you dedicated? Are you motivated? Are you actually learning the work? Do you really want it? You know what I'm saying? Sometimes life will give you that test. Do you really want this shit or are you just saying it? You don't want it. You just saying it. And then like, all right, well, if you want it, show me. Put the work in. And a lot of niggas won't put the work in. They'll stop. They'll quit. Like, oh, fuck that. I ain't doing that shit. That shit's stupid. It's like, you see, you didn't really want it. The niggas that want it don't ever give up. Keep going. Like me, I'm 74 episodes of this podcast. This is three years of podcasting without a check gave. I ain't get no dollars for this shit. I don't get paid for this. But y'all make me do it every week because y'all listen to it. This is like my diary on air. Like people get a bit of feel for me and I speak for a lot of people sometimes because I say things that people think and don't know how to express. So if they, I got to be a vessel to carry that message out, so fucking be it. And a lot of people will be against that and say that that's not your place. But I can't control my impact on people. I can't control my responsibility in my life. That's from God. So if it don't apply, let it fly. If I don't speak for you, cool. But there are a lot of people I do speak for. There are a lot of people that do agree with a lot of things I say. And I'm here for them. I'm not here for the people that disagree. If you disagree and you don't like me, you don't like the things I say, you don't like my, my views on shit, fine. That's, you, you, that's perfectly fine with me. That's, you're not going to agree with everything I say. I'm not going to agree with everything you say. We can agree to disagree, or we could not. Or we could not. But at the end of the day, the conversation can be had, and we can both learn from each other. I'm not above learning from anybody. So, always try to, like, express yourself the best way possible, because a lot of the time that people relate to the shit I'm saying, I'm just speaking for me. But it's bigger than me. I speak for people too. I've heard this. People tell me, yo, you be saying this shit. I be, I be having on my head. You say this on my mind. 
that shit is crazy. It was like, all right, well, everybody, I, I noticed everybody ain't, everybody ain't, ain't a conversationalist. Everybody ain't going to talk. Everybody don't have a platform to speak on. Everybody don't have a following. So they, they, they're speaking on deaf ears, they feel. But if I could be the one to speak for y'all, then so I'm going to do it every time. So that's why I'm here. I do this podcast. I want it. I'm dedicated. That's life, though. Life prepares you for things. You got to learn that everything in life is a lesson. Like, I wake up every day like, what is today going to teach me? And I'm excited. And I'm interested to know. I'm eager to learn. There was a time in my life wasn't. I was waking up miserable. Will you ever wake up for work and hate your life? Like, I know a lot of people go through that. They wake up like, every day like, fuck this shit, man. Fuck this shit. I'm tired of this same redundant shit. I go to the same place every day to see the same fucking people to get the same fucking check. To get these same fucking two days off every week. And that's just life. It has to be order. It's just life. But you got to have fun with this shit. Because you only get one. Because I don't know nobody that came back from the dead like, yo, I was in heaven, shit was lit. I ain't never seen it. So when you go, you go. But make sure when you go, you lived. Every as best as you could. Now, a lot of people put pressure on themselves to live like these other niggas on the internet, and niggas want to keep up with such and such. And listen, you don't got to keep up with nobody. Do you live your life for you? Stop trying to keep up with the internet. If you keep up with the internet, you go go broke going on vacation just to impress niggas you don't even know. Fuck all that. Live your life, nigga. I can't afford to go to fucking Bahamas right now. One day though, I'm gonna go to that motherfucker. That's crime. I can't afford to go to Thailand right now. But one day, I'm going to go to that motherfucker. Cool. You don't got to go tomorrow. You don't got to go and do what everybody else is doing. You don't have to do that. Live your fucking life. Live your life. Like, if you want to sit home, play 2K, and scratch your dick all day, then you can do that, and you can do that, nigga. Do you. Who the fuck is going to tell you anything? That's your life. You want to do that, then do it. Fuck it. If you want to be a fat piece of shit and eat all the food you can find, eat that shit. Food is amazing. Enjoy it. Live your fucking life. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Homegirl, you want to fuck that nigga? Go fuck him. Go fuck him. Protect yourself. Go ahead. Shoot your shot. Homeboy, you want, you want to do this? Do it. <laughs> whatever the fuck niggas want to do. I don't know. You want to open a business player? You want to do something with you? You want to, you want to start clothing? You want to start doing sneakers? Do it, bro. Try everything. Try it. You want to do a podcast? Do it. And a lot of, a lot of people have been asking me, too, about um how, how to start a podcast and how did I get it started. I'm going to tell you all again. I, I told this story before, but um how to start a podcast, right? Now, if you're going to do it my way, you would book a studio and you would record every week. If you want to do it the easier way, which is less quality, you would get a mic in your laptop, and you would record whatever the fuck you want to record for the podcast, and you would upload it. It's simple as that. It's really not hard. Now, as far as, like, building a following, uh, I can't help you with that. That just has to happen on its own, but you got to stay committed. You can't do three episodes, and you get 12 listens. You want to quit. It ain't going to be lit right away. That's not how shit works. Nobody does one podcast and blows up. Yo, you heard this nigga episode? He had one, and it was amazing. No, it takes time. You got to build. I've been doing this three years now, since 2016. 
16, 17, we on 18 now. 74 episodes, bro. It's been, it's just been consistent. I don't, sometimes I miss a week here, miss two, three weeks. I, I miss time, but I always come back and I keep it going. And creatively, if you have to take time for you when you do your podcast, you don't have to be super consistent right away, but you do want some form of consistency. You do want to give your audience something to listen to and you want your content to be good. So for one, if you're going to do a podcast, have your topics ready. Know what you want your show to be about. Can you talk about that every week? So if, you're, if you don't have a personality, if you don't have a sense of humor, if you don't have friends to bring on the shows, if you don't have shit to talk about, you can't sit like me and talk for 70 fucking minutes. This is not for you. And it's not for everybody. But do people do want to try to hand at it and it's super easy and it's a lot of fun? You can do it. As far as the artwork goes, hire somebody and pay that person to do your artwork. Simple. You got to invest in yourself. So what I would suggest people do is get a studio, record your podcast there, get you a soundboard like this. Well, you don't have to. Too much, you don't got to dick ride me, you know what I'm saying? You don't need a soundboard if you don't know, you know what I mean? Straight up. But, um, you know, just do it. Just do it. That's a lot of shit in life. Yo, I'm going to do this. So why you, why haven't you done it? I don't know how to begin. Well, you, you, you begin by getting the information. Go on Google how to start a podcast. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful or play nobody. I'm just saying, like, the information is around. Information is there. Like, we got information right on our phones. So, if you're asking me, this is my answer. Um, if you want another way to do it, you can Google it. But I suggest you do what's best for you, what you can afford, okay? For number one, most importantly, if you have to have time, you got to put time into this. This shit is like, this is, this is I got to work at five in the morning when I'm here. You got to be dedicated. Do you want to do this? Is this something you really want? Do you want to show that people listen to? Do you want to follow in? A lot of these things you can't avoid. If your show is good and it blows up, can you handle that? You know? Um, I think that's all I have this week. I'm going to look again at my phone one more time for uh, any more topics I might have. Oh, yeah. See? My weed advocation. Yeah. I've, uh, I've started smoking real weed, guys. It is official... I am officially a smoker now, and I never thought in a million years I would be smoking weed. Like, like weed, like the real, like I, I bought an eighth Friday. That just sounds nuts. <laughs> but yeah, I did. I definitely did. And um, I, today I rolled the joint and smoked it and took a nap. It was phenomenal, and I'm going to do the same thing tomorrow. Yeah. So, when I first started smoking, it was because I was depressed. Um, and now it's more of a relaxation thing. And I don't need it as much as I used to either. Like, I used to go through vapes crazy. Like, I used to be high all day. Smoke hard, be high all fucking day. And that is counterproductive. If you can afford that way to be that way, then you do whatever you want to do. But being depressed and being high all day is definitely not the way to get over nothing and it will keep you stuck and stagnant. Uh, now, 
it's more of a like social thing I do. Like if I'm around friends that smoke, I'll smoke. Um, if I'm by myself, I'll smoke too. But I prefer that. Um, I don't know, man. It's just it's just something about it, man. It's just it's just it's just relaxing, like. It makes you feel good to come home and just be able to do that. Um, I, yeah, I, I just—it's just crazy because to think a few years ago I wouldn't even touch a touch. I wouldn't smoke nothing. I was on straight edibles, and that shit just grew. Like I feel like I took the. They say marijuana is a gateway drug, right? It leads you to other drugs and shit like that. I've never done any other drugs but marijuana. So I don't know where the fuck people got that from. Like, oh, if you don't smoke weed, you're going to sniff coke next. Like, no, what? No, what the fuck? No, I'm not. I'm not sniffing shit. <laughs> Are you fucking crazy? No. Hell no. Weed is enough for me. Nigga, the shit I had today had me feeling like I was going to float off the fucking steps. Remember Half Baked? Where they smoked and walked in the store and niggas was flying. No, not flying. When they smoked and then they, um, they was smoking and then the dog was flying. Nigga. I felt like that today. The shit I had, oh man, it broke down so good. Like I packed that fucking roll paper like crazy. I might smoke it. No, I can't. Tonight. Ah, well, whatever. Tomorrow though, I come home from work, hit the fucking dube. Word up. Um. It's just amazing, man. <laughs> Like today, I shave my head, right? This is what I do on, on weekdays, like when I come home from work. I come home. I look like a fucking grizzly bear, too. I be looking disgusting when I don't shave. But um, I came home, I shaved, shaved my head, shaved up my beard and everything like that. And my father wanted me to go to the store. So I said, okay, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to smoke first. Dog. <laughs> Nigga. It took me 45 minutes to go to the store. Because I smoked, and then I saw my uncle and my aunt come home, and it made me paranoid, so I jumped up and put the fucking blunt out. They already saw me, though. I don't know why I act like, like moved so hot. Came downstairs, smelled like a whole kind of weed. And you know, you, you deal with old people, you forget how old you is. Like, I'm 33. I can fucking smoke. But in front of my uncle and aunt, they don't know. Like, they don't know I smoke. You kind of hide it when you hide when you a smoker. You kind of try to be hiding and shit, but nigga, they can see your face. You're high, bro. Look at your eyes. They know what the fuck going on. You're like, oh, they can see that? Yeah. <laughs> And my aunt said some funny shit today. She told me to check for eggnog at the store, right? So I come downstairs to the kitchen and say, I'm going to the store. She said, come here, step, step into the light. She was like, you want, a neck, you want some neck bone? I was like, no. She was like, oh, okay. But the look she gave me was like, nigga, I ain't actually about no neck bone. I'm looking in your face. I was like, oh, she got me. Yeah, whatever. Good move, auntie. Good move. Old people slick. Old players. Yeah. But, um. It's Christmas time. I hope everybody getting their gifts for their friends and family, significant others. Um. You know, it's a time for family, it's a time for togetherness. Um. You know, when you see. Other families, how they interact, it lets you appreciate yours a little more. 
but it also makes you scrutinize yours a little more too. I'm the young lady I, I'm talking to is uh, has a very close knit family, and I envy that shit so much. And I always feel like I attract women that have great family backgrounds <laughs> because mine was so dysfunctional. It's like, damn, y'all like your mom and dad still together. That's great. And it's like, oh shit, y'all like your family does things together. That's amazing. They don't do shit like that. We never did. Like, not all of them. And shit, the most we would do was drop the kids off at grandma's house and go out. And me and my cousin would run a fucking muck, but that's every hood family. Oh, go to your grandma's house. Your cousins go over there. Once one cousin come, they all coming. <laughs> Once one cousin get there, oh, Weedy over there. All right, oh, Bucky over there too. Oh, I'm going over there. Yeah, that's how it was. But yeah, um, Christmas time, man. Remember, Spend time with your family for the kids. Enjoy it. For all the parents with young kids that still believe in Santa Claus, enjoy it too. Because I love, I don't know about y'all, but I love on Christmas Day when I wake up and I see people post their kids' reactions to getting their gifts. It just make me smile and shit, man. I love that. I really do like seeing that. So all the parents out there, please post that. Post your kids getting their gifts. I want to see it. That just, just make me feel good. Make me feel fucking happy for the day. I ain't getting gifts. I ain't getting a goddamn. I'm buying myself, so I might get the million ones. Don't play yourself. Those who know, know. <laughs> yeah. So, that's all I have for this week, man. I think I touched on everything I pretty much wanted to. If I forgot anything, I didn't forget it. I just wasn't, it wasn't worth talking to for me. But um, this is episode 74. Um, as far as guests go, I'm still going to have, um, Tahoe on the podcast from Horrible, De- not Horrible Decisions, I'm bugging, from So Shameless Podcast, salute to Tahoe. He'll be on soon, I'm going to get that all organized and everything, so Tahoe will be, Tahoe will be on the show, so I'll keep talking about that. Um, and also, I'm kind of, I want to do, like, next year, I want to do, like, I want to do like some kind of like, I don't do interviews on the show. Correct. Right. I don't do interviews really, but I want to talk to people about certain topics and kind of see where they're, if they're willing, you know, to open up about it. I kind of want to do like some low key, like low key therapy sessions where I can figure out and see if I can like help someone in a situation, not necessarily dating, it don't have to be dead. It could be life. It could be anything. So if anybody out there wants to come on the podcast, and you don't have to get super personal unless you want to, but if you want to talk about something that's on your heart or, um, you know, just a topic you think we should touch on, like mental health, I talk about that all the time. We can do relationships, even though a lot of people discredit my relationship talk. It's fine. I'm right most of the time. So, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Straight up! Um... Yeah, we could talk. I really want to help others with um things that are, are heavy on them. And I want to reassure them that in life, shit gets bad, real bad. But it don't stay that way if you don't if you keep working at it. You have to work at it though. You gotta you gotta get up and you gotta fight every day. Every day you feel like that life is fucking you up, you gotta fight back. You can't just lay down and take it. You got to fight. You got to stay diligent. 
you can't let it do you like that. And, and yeah, I just want to help people with that, and they and let them know that it starts with you, your, your confidence, and how you want your life to be. It's all about, it's all on you, you know. And I know a lot of people's situations is different. They got a lot of pressure on them. They got a lot of responsibility, and um. It's okay. God wouldn't give you something you couldn't handle. And that goes for anybody, anybody in this world. Like If you can't handle it, God wouldn't give it to you. Now, at the end of the day, God also gives us free will. If your will allows you to not handle something, it's you. It's you. God, didn't, God doesn't condemn people to be miserable. He tests them. And, you know, you got to be diligent. You got to be strong. You got to be smart. You got to be motivated. And if you don't, if you lack those things, then you will, if you will fail. But you just got to find a way every day to get up, go, motivate yourself. You tie it, it's temporary. Tie it goes away. You can sleep when you get back. Get up, go, let's do it. Ain't no excuses. New Year's coming. 2019, next year, telling you. Next year, we're doing big things. We're fixing our credit. We're doing vacations. Vacations. We're getting married. We're proposing again. We out here. Fellas, you've been with your girl how long? You going to marry her or no? Okay? We starting families. You put a baby in that girl, man. Go ahead. Plan this. Plan that family. Start getting that, start getting that money right. Get that house. Get that new car. We're leveling up next year. Straight up. Straight up. I'm gonna play a record. We'll get out of here. Let's see what we gonna play today. What do I feel like playing today? Hmm. Trying to see here. Let's see. Mm, what did I play last week? I don't even remember what I played last week. Let's see. Damn. Let me see. I played some Summer Walker. I don't know if I played her on this podcast before, but um, she's a new artist up and coming. Does like soul R&B, like most of the new women. But um, this is called Deep by Summer Walker.
Summer Walker Deep Very short song I know But people don't be Making their songs Longer than two minutes No more That's old <laughs> But um This is episode 74 Have a good week Um That's all I got See y'all next week Love you Peace